Hello, and welcome to Outer Spaces, a podcast dedicated to empowering designers and contractors in the outdoor living space. Through this show, we hope to create a powerful resource for you, someone who is trying to grow their company, but might not have all the tools and processes to do so. On Outer Spaces, we are passionate about breaking the chains of small mindsets and helping contractors just like you take control of their businesses and their lives. My name is Joshua Gillow. And I'm Dwayne Drawn. Through our 40 years of combined dirt under the nails experience, we look forward to sharing tips, strategies, and other contractor success stories here on the Outer Spaces podcast. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. Hello, welcome back to the Outer Spaces podcast. This is your host, Joshua Gillow. And uh, today we have a special guest all the way from Valley Center, California. He is the founder of Unique Lighting. I don't know if you guys are around long enough to ever have used Unique Lighting. I know I had in the past. Uh, excellent lighting material, great you know fixtures, all that good stuff. He's also the CEO of Lifetime Lighting Systems. That's out there in Valley Center, California. And he's written a book. It's called The Lighting Sales and Marketing Bible. So uh, Nate Mullen, welcome to the show. Yep, glad to be here. Thanks for your time. Cool, man. Yep, absolutely, man. Absolutely. And uh, Man, I got to say, I know that uh, when we first started out here, you have a unique hat on. And I'd love to uh, hear your thoughts. I know we were talking a little ahead of time uh, about your hat. And if you're not watching and you're listening, uh, why don't we just say what's on your hat right now? Well, it says, fuck China and fuck Joe Biden. <laughs> That's what it says. I totally we have to start off that way, I guess. I totally mean that. Um, I, like a lot of people, had been manufacturing in China. My old yep. company, Unique Lighting, which I sold to Toro in 2011, all the products were made in China. And it's, it's really a yeah. shame. You go to Walmart, you go to Costco, you go to Disneyland, every goddamn thing is made in China. Or as my president yep. likes to say, China! So. <laughs> 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 we'll not call Guys, if you haven't noticed, this is going to be a different kind of podcast here in the outer space. <laughs> Definitely outer space. <laughs> We're on the edge. Yes, yes. So, you know, the United States, people don't realize, like me as a manufacturer, going back to my unique days, I did not go to China to save money on labor. That's a false premise. You Typically, you know, there are companies that want to go to China to save every nickel they can. I went to China because of the EPA. It's very difficult, especially in Nazi Germany, where I live, a.k.a. California, it's very difficult to manufacture in California with all the regulations and EPA. So it's hard, but I'm so sick and tired of China. They're the death of our company. I can't stand those fucking bastards. I truly can't. I made the move in the last year to start manufacturing every single thing in the United States. And that's been very challenging, which is why I wear the hat now because I'm not buying anything from China. So, but I'm proud about you wow. know being USA quality now made. You know, it's awesome to say made in America. And I don't. You can't bitch. Yeah, absolutely, you can't complain if you support those fucking commie bastards. You just can't. <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's everywhere though. It's, it's really tough. I mean, even American flags are made in China, which blows my freaking mind. My daughter, it's, medical uh, issues, which yeah. I spend a uh, fuck you in Obamacare. I spend about $8,000 a month on her because the insurance company won't cover it. <clears throat> but I just found out yesterday that her ketamine drug is made in China. 
And now they are doing typical mm. Chinese shit. Instead of being 200 milligrams, it's 50 milligrams. Instead of being 200 milligrams, it's 350. So the medicine she's been taking through these infusions twice a month to help her, she has a condition called RSD. So they have to put her in a semi-coma state. We found out the last couple of sessions, she's kind of gone crazy. We just found out yesterday it's because the medicine from China, and of course, like China, they just, they mismark shit. Who the hell knows what's even in it? But our medicine, a lot of it is made in China. That's horrifying. That is scary for sure. Especially when the, you know, standards aren't as we would expect. Anyway, we can get back to lights now. Exactly. We'll, we'll <laughs> we got do that another out of the way alone. Fuck All right. Joe Biden in China. Well, that'll be. <laughs> I would love that. That'll be that'd episode be two. <laughs> so, Nate, take us down the path. How do you get started in landscape lighting? What did you do before? Has this been your dream? Like, how did this all start so, for you? So, I always, I always messed around with outdoor lighting in the mid 80s. I was an electro contractor hmm. and I loved outdoor lighting. So, back in those days, we used to do, there really wasn't low voltage lighting back in those days. There was the Malibu kits, which everybody knows about, those Home Depot box, big box kits, right? For 50 bucks, you got, I don't even remember now, a transformer, 10 lights and plastic pieces of junk. But we used to do that for color. And then we'd use uh, metal uh, mercury vapor up in trees, all 110. So I did that in the mid 80s. And then as an electrical contractor back in 1990, um, if anybody as old as me can remember, 1990 was the biggest recession that the country had ever been in, even better than the Great Depression in 1929. So I got fucked for $2 million. used to do work for the biggest builder, mm. 23rd biggest builder in the United States. So he got me and got everybody. So January 1st of 1990, I decided to get full-time into outdoor lighting, even though we were in a massive depression um, because rich people always spend money. So I went from 100 guys down to two, started my outdoor lighting company called Illumination, January 1st, 1990. And then during a five and a half year, six year period, I developed the multi-tap transformer, which everybody uses today, and then a bunch of other products. And so quit contracting and started Unique Lighting June 1st of 1995. Wow. You go way back, dude. I graduated high school in 1997. So it tells you where we're at. I'd already been fucked 15 million. You're in diapers still. Yeah, 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 man. You're the OG, right? (laughs) I love it, man. I tell you, the multi-port or multi-terminal transformer, that was a game changer. I remember not when it came out, but I looked at it. I'm like, man, somebody was smart to figure this out because you can run long leads. And I remember when with unique lighting was the hub system where you could go and you could run five Mm -hmm. lights off a hub and 192 watts through 112 to wire. Like there was actually some math involved back then. Nowadays with LEDs, it's like you can daisy chain them all freaking day long and no one cares. You can't. But the second statement you made, nobody cares. That's the fucking problem with this industry. Yep. Nobody gets yep. shit. Yep. It's, they just keep going with them, and then they wonder why they want to right. just dim and they're burning things out. <laughs> but, it's, just, it's crazy, crazy, crazy. So what are some changes you've seen over the years in the industry, you know, starting out so early and, and now up to 2022? And besides political, <laughs> what <laughs> right. have you seen? <laughs> we'll try to stay off that. Um <clears throat> Yeah. It's an interesting subject because um, my background's electrical. So I stem from being an electrical mm-hmm. contractor and I stem from learning from mentors and you stem from learning for older guys and maybe supply houses mm-hmm. and seminars and manufacturers. 
and <clears throat> everybody's on the same page, right? Everybody uses the same book. Everybody uses the same math. Everybody uses the identical way you're taught, pretty much identical. Maybe you hold your screwdriver with your right hand and not your left hand. But as far as things, as far as being safe and how many wires you put in the box and how you circuit something and how you make distribution through the electricity in a building, it's all identical. Then yeah. I get into landscape lighting and start manufacturing in 1990 with Unique. And boy, did my eyes waken up how nobody's on the same page. Nobody, there is no universal yeah. national electrical code. There is no uniform book. Nobody teaches anything the same. People are taught by some idiot in a suit. He doesn't know anything, but he got taught by another idiot in a suit. So they just teach mm -hmm. you in some preconceived ideas and they think they're geniuses, even though they've never even installed a fixture. So the mm. discrepancy between a professional field and a very immature, ignorant, field of landscape lighting, even today, 32 years later, nothing, it's gotten worse because of LEDs and yeah. pretty much the same you made to where, you know, it's gotten easier for sure. You're able to take a lot of those logistics back with the hub and five fixtures on a run. And, you know, it's a 10 to one ratio basically from a 36 watt now to a four watt. So you can do more. That's a, a true statement, but it's gotten so dumbed down to where people don't do anything anymore. And they think you can do anything and the jobs have gotten worse instead of better. So yeah. same thing that I teach guys all the time is we're lucky. Our competition are landscapers that do not know what they're doing. That's our competition. Yeah. So when you want to become a professional lighting guy, it's, a, it's, a, it's the easiest business in the world because our competition has not been educated. So Yeah. They don't have electricity as a background. And, and, and it's not even yeah. their fault because where do you go? They go and they will yeah, go yeah. listen to a seminar put on by a manufacturer and it's, it's in 90 minutes long, or even if it's three hours long and 90% of it's about their product. And then they give you a certificate suitable for hanging that you're a certified fucking contractor. I've been doing it for 30 fucking yeah, two years yeah. and I'm still learning. And they go to a seminar for 90 minutes and they're an expert. That's what you got to yeah, know. Yeah. <laughs> 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 that tells you a lot right there, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, it's all right, there, right? Yeah, okay. Yeah. You know? So, I mean, I can That's tell crazy. you a sidebar because I think it's hilarious that I was putting on an advanced seminar February 2020 and um, 30 guys came from all over the place and we're talking and I'm talking about my ideas and philosophy and how to make money and how to sell and so on and so forth. There was, I don't know, five or 10 of the guys and they're like, Nate, you just don't get it. I'm like, get what? You don't understand that we have to compete with landscapers that sell the lighting at 150 a light and you want us to sell it at 300. And I'm like, you don't fucking get it. Get the fuck out, right? Your competition sells it for 150. You're, you're lowering your standards to them. So how do you do that? You're yeah. buying shit from China sub you're doing sub work right your, your philosophy sucks and you're trying to go down and do a competitive bid equal to a contractor that knows nothing at 150 get out you're unteachable yeah right <clears throat> that's the mindset right contractors yeah. are bidding predicated upon a dollar amount per fixture 150 not predicating upon value design insulation quality of the product yeah. 
nothing. That's how lucky we are. That's yeah. our competition. How, Nate, how do you shift that mindset? Like, how, have you found a, a tried and true path to help people that have are thinking, you know, trans, uh, transactionally, like it's 150 a light versus transformationally at 300? Like now we're talking a very different value add at that point. So have you found a way to help people from where they are to there? I have. So and I've always had the same mindset. So finding the category of people, right, has been challenging. And I have, I think, figured that out. But going through the process has always been the same. But the problem, I was teaching the wrong people. Because when you look at contracting yeah. per se, even when I was an electrical contractor, right? And we did massive jobs, right? Million-dollar electrical jobs, whether it had been a Latter-day Saint church or a mall or a police station, right? A high school didn't matter. We were awarded every single job predicated upon low bid. Just a fact, right? Mm. So contractor pretty much up a design build contractor but 99 percent of the contractors they get every job predicated upon low bid so they're interesting buying mm -hmm. a 30 dollar light not a hundred dollar light right cheaper the fixture cheaper right. the wire cheaper their overall bid i get that mindset understand so i try to teach them value in charging right and try to teach them you know just basic skills to where it gives a homeowner a choice right good better best so on and so forth. For the most part, they're not interested in doing anything like that because outdoor lighting for a landscape contractor is just part of an overall bit. It's drainage, it's irrigation, mm -hmm. right? It's sidewalks, it's hardscape. You know, they don't give a shit about, for the most part, what brand of pipe they put in the ground. They view outdoor lighting as pipe. It's a commodity. It's bottles of ketchup. My wife sends me to the store to buy fucking ketchup. Yep. I don't give a shit what brand it is. I just grab fucking ketchup. I yeah. can give a, give a shit. Mustard, I don't give a shit. Right. I buy the yellow brand Rouse brand. I could care less because to me, mustard is mustard. And that's how they view lights. Right. So that was who I mm -hmm. was um, selling to contractors that really didn't give a shit, even though Unique did very well. Um, you know, we were supported by distribution, which helped. But now I'm really trying to focus my energy on people that want to step it up. Right. So my whole thing yeah. and always has been I teach really designs. Right. You can get anybody to install yeah. it. Right. You can get anybody to dig a trench, but it's the philosophy and the mindset of the conversion in your own brain that you become a painter, an outdoor lighting painter. So I paint lighting portraits, with lights and fixtures and beam spreads. I don't install lights. I sell lighting portraits. So it's a mindset becoming an artist. Like if you ever bought a painting in your life, an artist doesn't sell you a canvas and 22 tubes of paint. He sells you the finished product for a hundred times, 10,000 times more than the value of the canvas and the paint. And that's what I teach guys. To do. Yeah. And that's a specific small segment in our industry that can converge in their own brain to flip that light switch and go from a designer selling a visual impactful product to fixtures in the ground. I love that, dude. That's a huge shift right there. So you mentioned about how you kind of walk through people. Tell us a little bit more about this painting of lighting. You know, I love that philosophy of, of you know, using lights as paintbrushes, if you will, and, and creating these amazing outdoor space. I remember from my unique days, you guys always had the best catalog. You had the nicest light like spreads like you. You embodied this back then, too. So what are some of your philosophies that you and, you know, that you teach your students in order to get them to be able to paint with light? Well, you have to get that mindset. Right. Which is you mm -hmm. have to figure out that 99% 90, of the people don't even want to care about that mindset. 
right? Right. Just money to them. It's transactional. Yeah. So yeah. if you're lucky enough to get those, yep. that small one or two segment percentage of the industry, you know, then they're all open. And, and frankly, let me step back a little bit. I have found out <clears throat> traditionally, I'm hoping that you've never done this and you're new. And yeah. I can just start you off with the best way to do it. And you don't have preconceived ideas. Because it's very difficult sometimes to teach a guy that has preconceived ideas based upon his documented wisdom of doing stuff for 20 years. Because the last thing I want to hear, and I, I really don't even care anymore, when a guy says, well, I've been doing it for 20 fucking years. Yep, go ahead and keep doing it, right? Those guys are very difficult to change their mind. They don't really want to hear that yeah. they've been doing it. And it's not necessarily wrong. It's just a different approach, right? And then, so a couple yeah. things go and again, my industry, when I was going after specifically the landscaper that would just include outdoor lighting, you know, in fairness to him, they also, lighting was at the end. So they probably did a job of extracting mm -hmm. all the money from the client. A homeowner has no money. They've already doubled their, their, their budget and it's easy to eliminate the lights. Okay. So in all fairness, that's probably a true statement. So for me to come in and teach them to be that painter and now try to sell them you know, a hundred light job when they're installing 10, which is probably a true statement. It's difficult for them because the homeowner's out of money. So for the most yeah, part, yeah, what yeah. I do to teach guys of how to sell, it is what it is and it takes what it takes, right? There are people that yeah. have just spent half a million dollars on their yard and I call it lighting tax. So, you know, 8% times, you know, you know, 500,000, you know, it's 42,000, eight and a half percent here in California. So <clears throat> twenty two thousand. So it's nothing to spend forty grand on a on a job anymore when they just spend a half a million. It, there's really a relative base there. So so the key yeah. is going backward, going back to all these jobs that the lighting was put in incorrectly. Now five years later or three years later, they're in budget, right? They have money. They lived in their house for three to five years in relatively darkness, right? So now you come in and you're able to sell them through a process which is a demo and um mm -hmm. a demo and a mock-up right not just words because people can't comprehend words because they don't have anything in their data bank and their memory to sit there and look at a good looking lighting job because their lighting sucks at their house their neighbors probably suck down the road sucks i mean all the jobs pretty much suck as far as what i consider a great looking lighting job so I can't use words because I can't say to them, well, there's 10 jobs in your neighborhood that are going to equal what I do. There's not. So they yeah. they sit there and say, we don't want it to be overlit. We don't want it to be bright. We don't want it to be Disneyland. We don't want it to be Las Vegas. And the last thing they want to hear from me is I'm putting 100 or 200 lights on their property because they think those four topics that I just said. So they're like, get the hell out of here. Yep. <laughs> you know, so I have to do yeah. it through visual. Right, which takes more. Now, it's funny you mentioned you mentioned about having the uh, the test kits, the demo kits, and I remember one of my first experiences with lighting was a unique lighting, um, yeah, kind of yeah. training session, where uh, the the rep came out and said, "Hey, we're going to go out to Mrs. Jones's house and we're going to set up a demo kit." And I'm like, "Okay, this is intriguing. All right, I'll come along." So I'd go out there, and I was young at the time, and I didn't know a whole lot, so I was I was watching, and they taught me so many things at that event. It was amazing. It's the stuff I'd still use who, today. Who was the rep? Um, about how to properly oh i don't remember it was what a long city? time ago um 
It, it's in uh, Eastern Pennsylvania, like the Allentown area. I know that you used to sell in Northern Nurseries. Did you used to sell Northern Nurseries? Do you remember? Yeah. So that was through Northern Nurseries. It's a little yeah, bit north of Allentown. Colin, but, um, been, um, I don't know, but several guys back there. But yeah, no. Yeah. So, but yeah, they did come in and do that. But the cool part was, and you're right, it's tough to sell lights with words. And we, we now with 3D, we didn't have this before, but when 3D modeling came out and like structure studios and you can actually see lights and you can create that ambience, you can create that, that portrait, then they can see it and be like, I can't have this project without that. So it's not, it's not just a logical, it's an emotional buy at that point. And, but with the demo kits, we go out and set those up and say, Mrs. Jones, you know, just enjoy it for two, three nights and then we'll come back and take it down. And man, I'm telling you, if you aren't in lighting, buy a demo kit, do that, or even have your kids do that, whatever, like lay something out, hook it all up and let Mrs. Jones enjoy it for two nights, I will almost guarantee she will fight you taking it down because she's going to fall in love with it. But you can't, it's tough to sell lighting in words. You have to see it to really believe it. Are you trying to grow your landscaping or hardscaping company, but find yourself making the same mistakes over and over and not sure what step to take next? Do you feel like your business owns you and you don't see a path to long-term happiness, growth, and sustained profitability? If this sounds like you, don't miss Outdoor Living Summer Camp. This live event will equip you with the lessons Cruz and I have learned from growing wickedly profitable seven-figure businesses while significantly reducing daily stress and preserving that sacred time with family. And as a bonus, we're also gonna teach you how to recession-proof your business so you continue to grow through any economic condition. Text FREEDOM to 33777 or follow the link in this episode's description to get more information on Outdoor Living Summer Camp. Tickets are limited, so get yours today. How has that worked for you with the demo? Have you heard certain or others with the same you know mentality? Like, holy crap, they actually have to touch it so first? So I, I came up with the demo kit that you saw, right, with Unique Sales Guy. Mm-hmm. I came up with that in probably June of 1990, give or take. You know, it took me about four or five months to start figuring it out. If you remember, I said, and I started doing full-time outdoor life January 1st, 1990. Close ratio was, I truly don't remember, but I'm going to tell you, it was probably 20% or 25%. And the average job, which I do remember, was 18 lights that I do remember, which is why yeah. I had an 840-watt transformer. People thought that was a weird number. No, because 80% of the 40 is 18 mm-hmm. lights times 36. Used to use part 36. But um, yeah. anyway, so... Then when I came up with the demo kit, and there's a whole story behind that, the closure ratio went to probably 85 or 90. My average job jumped 50 to yeah. 100. Pretty instrumental. So yeah. here I am mm. 32 years later. I still endorse it. I still, for the fact, shove it down your throat. I really won't train you mm. if you don't buy a demo kit. Well, actually, I won't train you at all yeah. if you don't buy a demo kit. Because you're wasting my time and you're wasting your time. So if it wasn't, if it wasn't 100% guaranteed at probably a 95% close ratio, if you pre-qualify the client, right? I, I wouldn't mm-hmm. do it. It'd be embarrassing to me, right? That I, you know, a matter yeah. of fact, I just sold two of my master illumination demo kits, which we've gone through a progression over all these years of what to include and how to do it. Now they're all battery operated. And like the one you did was all wired, right? Quick yeah, connect, course, power yeah. pole connectors and, fucking massive, heavy fucking mm-hmm. transformers and big, huge hubbies. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it would work. It's like a right? car it battery. Work. It would work. Yeah. But as yeah. long as your close yeah. ratio and you sold that 50 or 100 light job, it was worth it. Now that same demo, which 100%. probably could have taken three hours to set up and two hours to set up, three hours to take down, whatever. Now we do it with batteries. And the same two or three hour demo takes mm-hmm. 15 minutes to set up. Or longer. I mean, it could take an hour wow. depending on the complexity. But, yeah. but, but, 
But if yeah. you were going to go and you set up 30 or 40 lights, 30 or 40 lights a day would take you 15 minutes. Battery operated. Wow. So Huge it just, what well, you can't difference. sell lights without them. You know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's, so you guys listen out there, if you haven't offered landscape lighting as part of your package or you want to add it into your packages, you know, get a demo kit um, and and get out there and just start pounding the pavement with it. That's what we did. We just pounded the shit out of the pavement with that that demo kit and would say, hey, would you like to see what lighting look like? And most people won't say no when there's no money involved. I mean, you're good clients. You're not going to just go out there and start bootlegging this stuff because you're going to get some rough ones. But if you have somebody that's on the edge of it or like, I don't really know if I want to do lighting, just say, hey, I'm going to set up like 15, 20, 30 lights, whatever in front of the house. And you let me know if you love it. If you love it, we can transfer around the back and pretty soon you go from 20 to 70 lights or something whatever it ends up being right and you can kind of bring them into it but once they see it they're not going to want it to disappear that's the cool part about it's, it it's amazing it's like you said earlier you really do yeah. you sell emotion right people are highly yep. invested in a yard they love your yard, their yard they, they they're out there every day every afternoon right they see the transformation from daylight to twilight to nighttime and now you have nighttime activity and again, if they've sat there for years and years and years in darkness, it's mind blowing to them. And we've had hundreds and hundreds of women, they Absolutely. cry because they've, they've never seen yeah. their yard in a new light, you know? So. Yeah. And on top of that, it, they can show their house off in the night when they normally wouldn't see it. They drive up and they're proud. You know, I know in my area here where I live, um, in, in my personal home, you know, there's it's, it's a very wooded area. It's very dark. There's not a whole lot of light around. If anybody has little lights on the side of their doors, whatever, little sconce lights, but nothing big. Then you come to my house and it's lit up, right? Up into the trees, down from the trees, up on the building. Like it looks, I love it. I love showing up. Anybody that drives by, they're always like, it looks amazing. The neighbors love it. But it's funny because... In certain areas, it's very popular. In other areas, it's kind of like, what are they doing over there? Like, why would they light the place up like that? Um, but I love it. Every time I come home, I look and I'm proud of the house. I know my family's proud of it because of the lights. If not, it's just lost at night. And it's there's something special about it for there sure. There is. There is, there is, there is. Yep. So. For sure. Now, what are some little tricks or little thoughts that you have or you teach your students when you're you know teaching them how to, to begin in the lighting and all that what are some of the things that you teach them as far as laying out lighting you don't have to get super specific but are there any little you know nuggets or little things you go to each and every time and say look you got to do this if you're going to do it right so you know it's one of those old sayings that if you don't have a roadmap any road will get you there so i think when you think about that statement and you're going to get in the car and you're going to drive to pennsylvania you better get the fucking roadmap up and figure it out so I'm going I'm to be wandering yeah. around any road, take a wrong turn off, and who the hell knows how I'm going to get there. That, for the most part, is yeah. how lighting is done. There's no roadmap. There's no design strategy. So how do you start? Because I ask guys all the time, that's such a great question. How do you start? What made you decide where to put these lights? Because I look at these pictures and I'm thinking, why the fuck would you put that fixture there? Right? Mm -hmm. That's because the homeowner said the homeowner wanted them there. Homeowner wanted the lighting down the driveway. <laughs> so they're doing what the homeowner yeah. has asked them to do. And this is pretty hilarious. Yes. Doing thousands of seminars that I have done that. And I say, well, you're a landscape contractor, correct? Yep. And you install irrigation. Yep. So you know that it takes 40 rotors to do the grass, correct? Yep. So if the homeowner said, uh, nope, 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 nope. I want you to put 20. I want you to put 20 irrigation heads and I don't want you to put irrigation over there and I want you to do the bubbler over there and I want you to do this over there. You would do the job, correct? No. Nope. Why not? Everything would die. Oh, there's a consequence. 
But the same homeowner that you know would take needs 40 lights and they said, nope, I want 10. I want them here and I want them there. And don't put them there and do this. You would do the job every time. That's the most fucked up thing in the world, right? So it tells you that they haven't been trained properly to know not to listen to the homeowner. So the first thing is don't ever listen to the fucking homeowner ever. They don't know what they're doing. They've never done a lighting job. They don't know a fucking thing. And just remember this saying that every homeowner wants to, hey, let me give you my two fucking cents. And I'm like, no, if you give me 98 cents, I'll listen. Your two cents, go fuck yourself, right? What do I want about (laughs) two cents? 98 cents, you got my attention. So worst mistake, listen to the homeowner, okay? Especially when it comes to the layout of things like that. And to your point about the irrigation, it'd be like going to your doctor and saying, Hey doc, you know, don't cut me open. Just, you know, I know you've been doing this a while, but uh, you know, maybe just massage my arm a little bit, even though it's on another platter on the side, because it got cut off, just massage it a little bit. We'll be fine. Like what's he going to say? You know, so, you know, now I know landscapers will be sitting there listening to your podcast going, well, I don't understand. They don't have any money. Okay. I get it. So you're going to take a 40 light job. So they don't have any money. So now you're going to just throw in 10. Where you should do 10 yeah. in an area and come back when they have the money, right? Instead of not yeah. doing them a disservice, right? So, it, you know, and, you know, hey, frankly, all these contractors are out there. You know, I have a lot of people that don't like me because I speak the goddamn truth. It's like, I hate this motherfucker, right? So um, <laughs> I come back and I fix those jobs three or four years down the road. So it's easy for me to teach guys yeah. to go back and fix these jobs, because they just, yeah, they're doing yeah. a disservice to the homeowner. And 99.999% yeah, sure. of jobs I've done for 32 years were redos. Some of the jobs had a thousand lights in them. Some of the jobs had 10. Some of the jobs had hundreds, right? But they're all redos. Yeah. How shameful is that? That's just shameful. Yeah. These homeowners have thrown good money away and now they have to redo stuff. So your original, your question was, what are the tidbits? What are the tips? How do you start the design? Well, first of all, you have to get out of the mindset you can do it with 10 lights. So if your budget is, if your homeowner's budget is 10, I have no tips for you. Can't do it. Just continue doing the shitty work that you're doing today. Right? That's just what you're going to do. If you want to do it correctly, then it's very difficult to sit there and tell you right now because you have to go through a process. And that process starts with visual concepts, right? where you're going to have specific objections that you're trying to meet called visual objections, objectives. Am I going to lead people to the front door? Am I going to navigate around to the backyard? What are my focal points? Am I trying to establish depth, safety, security? What am I trying to highlight? Am I trying to not light up an area? Am I trying to de-light an area over here to focus people to go over here? What am I trying to accomplish? Am I trying to sit on the inside of a house to look from the inside to the outside so I can expand the space from my inside? Am I trying to sit there and create three or four different different sight lines and vistas so they can navigate around the property and sit at the very edge and look toward the pool or toward their patio area and areas they've never done? Am I trying to create different areas and sub scenes in their backyard so they can go bar hopping in their backyard? So there's a whole process of things that I have to decide what I'm trying to do. And one of the first things, the first thing you have to do is you have to establish viewpoints. Viewpoints dictate light fixture placement every single time. Do I have a main viewpoint trying to create exposure? Like you said, you love coming up, seeing your house. It's fucking on badass. It's awesome. You comment. Everybody loves it. Okay, well, that's a specific viewpoint. Now, is there an elevation change from that viewpoint? Is it down the hill, up the hill? 
or you, you want it from coming up to side desk, tons of different viewpoints. You look from the inside of the yeah. dining room now out toward the lights, right? Onto the street. Now that's going to dictate light fixture placement so you don't have glare, right? So there's a whole process of thought that you go through. And once you establish your visual objectives, right, you can start then clicking off the boxes uh, where the fixtures are going to go, how many it takes. Does it take two lights on this street? Does it take six lights on this street? Right. <clears throat> Lighting only does three things. Lighting either reflects, transmits, right? And um, um, transmits, reflects, or absorbs. So if I got black asphalt and I'm trying to provide safety and security down a driveway, but it's black asphalt, well, fuck it, that's going to suck up 90% of the light. It's going to alter and change my design, my placement, how many fixtures I use. If it's white concrete, it's going to suck up, right? Only 10 or absorb 10% and reflect 90%. All right, now I can do different things. If the house is gray, if it's pink, it's got white trim, what color are the, do the trees lose their leaves, right? Are they purple plum trees that have mm-hmm. purple fucking leaves on them, which don't light at all? So you have to go through a whole process of how you're going to design the lighting. So the tips I can share to everybody is put five times more lights than you fucking do today and don't front light anything. Backlight and side light everything. That would be the tips, right? Because that's probably the biggest mistake every contractor makes is they front light everything because they're into the mindset of can't have too many lights. Nobody wants a lot of lights. And the homeowner doesn't want a lot of lights. That's a fact, right? And they don't want a lot of lights because they see all the shitty jobs all over the place and they're glary and they're hot, right? And the reason they're hot is because the guy's going to take 10 lights in every front yard in the United States or 20. And they spread them out where it should take 80. So imagine if you took a job that properly then would take 80 and you put 15, 20 lights out there, you spread them out. So now you have these big black holes, gaps of dark space. And now you, because of the surrounding light is dark and you got one light over here, that's going to be super hot, bright. And then you got darkness and then super bright, dark, right? Super bright, dark, because there's no cohesion between the fixtures. So it's just all about apparent brightness, right? With different levels of light, different layers. So to achieve this hot darkness, hot darkness, and that's where everybody goes, man, I don't want a lot of light. Fuck that. Jesus Christ. That guy's got 15 lights and it's fucking bright as fuck. I want six. Well, six is going to be worse than 15, which when you want subtle, that takes 80. So the more light you put in proper location, you get more subtle lighting completely opposite of what everybody thinks. I love that. And you mentioned backlighting and I know, you know, throughout my lighting career, I used to front light a lot because you can get one light. looks like you get a lot. You can see the stem of the tree and up into the boughs of the tree, but spinning it around the back may require two because now you're firing it from a little different angle. So, you know, tell me how you came up with that idea. Like, and, and, and how do you get out of that mindset? How do you get contractors to start thinking about maybe adding a second light or even just backlighting instead of front lighting? How do you typically have that conversation? So this is where the demo comes in, not only for the contract, but the homeowner. Because the contractors need this positive mm-hmm. reinforcement to bring mindset, right? Uh, the homeowner doesn't. Because remember, mm-hmm. the contractor knows, and he's right. The homeowner doesn't want a lot of lights. They just that's why you have to do the mock-up. Yeah. So the best way to do it is through the demo kit, through the visual right placement, and the homeowner sees, oh my god, right? You have three lights on that tree. Holy man, three? Really? You have three lights on the tree? Well, you know what? Let me just go take two away. 
Now you got your one front light. Holy shit, put them back. So the the thing in sales, as you know, if you can't sell yourself and believe in it yourself, you'll never sell the fucking homeowner. So not only do the demo kits go out there and sell the homeowner, the first thing that a contractor needs to do is really buy my book to learn. And then they take the demo kit to proof of concept. People light that tree up and they put two lights on it, four lights on it, six lights on it, whatever the fucking number is, right? You know, lights can only light up so much, yeah. right? So, <clears throat> so now how I started doing, and I think I used a front light too back in 1990 and how I went from one light to three, but just, I'm just a guy through all my careers. I'm just never satisfied, right? I'm self-taught and I think, well, you know, well, how do I even think one light's going to do it? Maybe it takes three, maybe it takes two. Right. Yeah. And you just start learning because you're not satisfied. Yeah. Right. Down light, up light, six inches from the trunk, two on each side, 12 inches from the trunk. Right. How you start, and you start messing with distances and space and angles and right, all these different techniques. And then you start learning about color and well, well this tree doesn't light as good as that tree. Start understanding what light does. And it's really just, I guess when you get up and all you do is live and breathe landscape lighting. Right, you become fucking. I would hope really good at it, you know. Absolutely, dude. You mentioned earlier about mentors and teachers. You know, have you throughout your career? How have they impacted your journey and the speed to where you are now? So, in lighting, I really had no mentors because there really there aren't any out there. Unfortunately, of course, when I was like a contractor, I started started mm-hmm. my own first company when I was seventeen. So, of course, I'm super young, long hair, and, you know, you gravitate to the older guys, right, that know what they're doing and how you minimize steps and how you go through a process of, right, looking at a job and really laying it out because the better the layout, the less steps you have, the less material you have, the faster you get it done, and ultimately, hopefully, make the maximum amount of money you can. So, you know, you always want to, for me, I always gravitate to the old guys, right? The old guys, I look at myself. It. It's the reason I fucking develop processes and systems because I like to say because I'm a lazy motherfucker, right? Well, if you're a lazy piece, if you're a lazy motherfucker, mm-hmm. I'm going to find the fastest, best way to do it, right? So I want the best techniques. I want the best mm-hmm. tools. I want. I want. I don't want to go up and down a ladder ten times. I want to go up one time. How do I go up one time? I got to have you organized, yeah. right? And have processes and systems. So taking that into landscape lighting, being very process orientated, right? You know, then I was able to just come up with the hub method of wiring and all these processes, knowing that I wanted every job to be the same. Because, you know, I was an outdoor lighting contractor, mm-hmm. so we maintained those jobs. So I would go back to every job I ever did. And in the very beginning, I didn't do maintenance. But you go back and if you don't have the processes, you know, every job is unique to itself and they're all fucked up at some point. You don't remember what you did. You know, you don't have a photographic memory and they, they mm-hmm. took a tree out and they added the tree and they put a gym set over here or put a place, you know, swing set over there and things change. Well, now you don't even know what the hell has happened and you're there for 10 hours trying to figure it out. So you start going, well, I need a process to how I installed. So every job's the same. You number every job the same. You as built every job the same, right? So, but getting back to your, really the premises, mentors, I did not have them, unfortunately, because there just aren't any out there, you know? And that was 
You know, that's yeah. why I try to mentor guys now because, you know, I have fucked up more times than you could possibly imagine. There's nothing better to learn from a guy that's fucked up shit, right? As long as he stopped, right? Yeah. <laughs> and made improvement, you know? That's yep. why you're going to do it this way, not this way. There's a reason yeah. I do every goddamn thing. There's a reason I make my product. I mean, I have over 50 patents now. And there's a reason that I develop everything that I do. It's because I solve solutions. I'm a solution-based company. Yeah. That's amazing, dude. Yeah, it's it's uh, it's so powerful. And, you know, it's great that you're giving back now because, you know, especially in this industry, you know, there's not a whole lot of, of longevity or structure in it, you know, in, in the landscape lighting world. So it's nice to see, you know, veterans of the industry coming back and trying to give back and help and through process. So tell me a little bit here as we wrap up about your book. So what possessed you to write a book? How was it writing a book? How was that experience? And what have you found? How has it changed your life? Yeah, I don't know. I get up early. I don't require a lot of sleep. So I get up early. So I'm always, you know, for me, we weather business I've been in. So I think I said I was starting my first business, like her contracting at 17. So, you know, whatever, whether it's seven or eight o'clock, once that, you know, alarm clock rings, seven o'clock, go to work. All you get done is whatever those daily duties are. You know, you don't ever progress forward. So me not requiring a lot of sleep and getting up early. I've been able to accomplish things, whether it's product development, like the multi-tab transformer or the hub system. And then at some point I decided to write a book. We're putting on a lot of seminars through the unique days. And I decided that, you know, I'm giving a lot of information away. People can't really retain it. You can only retain so much of the seminar. So I figured, well, I'll write a book. So first book I wrote was, I don't know, say 120 pages. It was called uh, Trade Secrets of Landscape Lighting. And the second was Advanced Trade Secrets. Then the third one, I forget now, something. And then the fourth one, Lighting Bible. And now I have another one called The Art and Science of Outdoor Lighting, which is now just the philosophy is almost 600 pages, right? Versus the ones you're talking about, which is on Amazon. But it helps, you know, and it helped me because I started learning when I could give, when I could, give. if you're serious about outdoor lighting, you would, I would make you buy a book because, I mean, if you're serious about something, a fucking book's a hundred bucks. Now they're maybe 300, right? Who gives a shit? It's not much money. But we go out drinking and spend 300 fucking dollars in a goddamn night. Don't do anything to get a hangover. So that's fucking stupid, mm-hmm. right? So you might as well spend money and buy a mm-hmm. book. And then you can take the book. Even if you bought six lights, let alone a whole demo kit, you can start proving the concept in your yard, your friend's house, your neighbors, and you can start understanding what lighting does. And then it propels you like a rocket ship, right? putting yourself thousand times better, right, than your competition. So the book really was instrumental, which is why I've written so many versions now, and now the just the philosophy, 600 fucking pages, because it really helps the student, mm-hmm. right? So I don't even, if you yeah. don't buy my book, you don't buy a demo kit, I don't train you or teach you anymore. I only teach serious people. I really only want to teach yeah. people that want to make a billion bucks a year. When you think about that statement, make a million dollars a year, fuck yeah, you can do it. When you think about how, right, is if you made $100 per, per light, so when you think about every segment in the United States, well, I don't care if it's painting or pavers or plumbing or electrical or barbecues or swing sets, it just doesn't even matter. <clears throat> so when you look at outdoor lighting, it's just 20 lights a day, you want to make $100 a light, very tangible, 
well, 20 times 100 is two grand, two grand net in your pocket. Well, two grand, it's a half million a year. You do 40 lights, very attainable. It's a million dollars a year in your pocket. But there aren't very many people that do that because <clears throat> they don't have the mindset. They're not lighting designers. They throw in, right, fixtures. They throw in 10 or 15. They're real happy. They're landscapers. It's just a segment of their job, like the draining jazz. So my whole gig is now I'm really trying to find an elite group, if you will. Guys are highly trained by me that want to make a million bucks a year. Yeah, so it's cool. So nice. yeah, they can, like you know, that. so That's website is lifetimelightingsystems.com. You can put my phone number up, right, on your, which is 760-580-4980. People can call me. If you want to make a half million bucks or a million bucks a year, call me. If you don't, don't call me. Right. <laughs> oh, so, but, but yeah, my book, Amazon, Simple. I, I don't really, the, I like the, the last book that I wrote, you have to call me for it. You can't get it on Amazon. The other book, the lighting Bible, it's called the lighting. Yeah. The lighting Bible it's on Amazon. It's a good book. Super good. You're going to learn tons of fucking information on it. Hmm. It just, I've just held back some stuff that <clears throat> a lot of the newer techniques and say in the last year or two, Right. It's just too big now. It's 600 fucking pages just for the philosophy. It's huge. Yeah. Yeah. It's a monster. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a bigger question for you, Nate. How many <laughs> times you dropped the F-bomb in your book? I don't even know how many <laughs> times I dropped it today. I would say none that I know of. I don't think I dropped <laughs> we'll it We'll put a all. counter on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Haven't been paying attention, right? <laughs> that's all right man it's all about authenticity that's what it's all about here at other spaces you know if it offends you then just go to the next episode but i tell you right now there's a lot to learn within people and uh you know nate's a, a treasure trove of information from years and years of experience and growing a big company and now others and writing books and it's just it's so much fun to have you on here and listen to your stories um so nate if someone wanted to reach out to you you've already mentioned your you know your email and also the uh the website but is there any well, other way they can find is, you, uh, Are you anywhere nate else? mullen 57 so n-a-t-e-m-u-l-l-e-n 57 at gmail give me my phone number and then lifetime okay. lighting systems. And we're starting a website that association called the IAAL.pro. That's an association for these elite group of guys that, you know, I'll train 50 to a hundred of them max across the United States. And they'll just be lighting assassins, if you will, They're just going to slay the competition. But, you know, I'm happy to help. Happy to, I'm sitting here, you know, as I get older, as you already know, you already commented how old I was. So, so as I get older, <laughs> I think at a certain age, you just don't give a fuck anymore, right? You're just like, you know what? It just, and I'm getting there. I've I'm been getting there really for close. a while now. And you fucking dealt with as many stupid people as I have in your fucking life. Oh my God. You just get impatient, you know? So. Yeah. Yeah, so. for sure. Huh, Nate, it's been fun. Anything no, else you want to drop on our listeners here before we wrap so, up? You know, feel free to call me and uh, we can make a decision if you want to step forward or if there's a process. You don't have to do everything at once. You can go through a process, right? So start lighting division, put your son into it, do a lot of things. The competition is, there just really is no competition out there. It's crazy. Really is crazy. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. It's great. Yep. It's a blue right, ocean man. strategy. Love it.
Love it. Nate, thank you for coming on. Appreciate your time and appreciate your wisdom shared, you know, with us here. And uh, thanks everyone for tuning in. And, you know, as, as I say every single time, you know, it's, it's, it's amazing people like you that are listening, that share this podcast with others, which has really, you know, helped us create this, this, this entire tribe, this community. And last month we had our, our highest number, number of downloads for the, for the podcast and now outer spaces. I'm so pleased to be able to, um, uh, to let you know that we're in the top 10% of podcasts on the planet right now. So thank you everyone. And it's amazing interviews, authenticity of, of Nate here. I'm not going to throttle him back. I'm not going to tell him he can't swear. I'm like, fuck all that. You know, just come on and be you. That's what it is. The world needs more real people. And unless it is fake shit. So that's why we do this. That's why I have a lot of good times. This is why we, uh, you know, are blowing up. So guys, if, if you love what you hear in a podcast, share it. And if you get an opportunity to go on to Apple, um, you know, podcast platform and, and write us a review. Just leave us something there. It helps others find us. And when they do, they all grow. And as, as a group, as a tribe, that's what it's about, right? We're going to impact and empower 2 million lives in less than five years. We're already well on our way to that because of the amazing generosity of everyone who listens. So thank you very much, everyone. And we'll talk to you next week.